0: Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinaries' 11th bonus episode! Was that a good uh, (laughs) Dylan impersonation there?
1: Oh yeah, that is pretty good, I would say. (laughs) It sounded just like me.
0: Exactly. Alright, so in this bonus episode, we will be discussing the plethora of creepy crawlies living inside of you (gasps) right now. And this is known (laughs) as... Is the microbiome. Ooh. This is, of course, inspired by my psychotic episode in which I got the bright idea that machine elves of a DMT trip were representations of intelligent fungi living inside of me.
1: And that is a bright <laughs> idea. Definitely.
0: This is very bright. And as crazy and bright as that was. That's nothing. Compared to the crazy and bright shit you will find in your local respected peer-reviewed scientific journal, and
1: just to clarify, <laughs> it's microbiome. We're not we're not talking about the uh, Paulie Shore movie Microbiodome. That's very dumb. Oh, no, yeah. that's that gets confusing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just want to confirm. There's a bunch of
0: microbiota <laughs> inside of you. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. So first of all, here's some terminology to settle pathological, metaphysical nonsense right at the start. Perfect. We got two different definitions. One is microbiota, and this noun stands for the microorganisms themselves. That's what it refers to. They are the bacteria, fungi, protozoa, and viral microbiota. They live inside of you and atop of your body right now. Sorry to break it to you.
1: I like the circular definition. You got microbiota in the definition. Oh, how are we ever going to solve pathological metaphysics in this way?
0: No, what am I doing? I can't write. All right. The second term, microbiome. So technically speaking, this term refers to the sum total of all the genetic material of the microorganisms found throughout your body in the widest possible sense. You can narrow the sense though and talk about say the oral microbiome or the lung microbiome or the nasal microbiome, as the term is typically used in natural language, it tends to be used in the sense of the bacterial community in your gut. When most people say microbiome, they mean just the bacteria.
1: So we're sliding right off the bat. We're sliding all the other little babies hanging out inside of you.
0: Yes, exactly. So bullshit. Bullshit. When I'm talking about the microbiome, I am being all inclusive. This is the SJW version. Yes,
1: that's all I'm the many about.
0: different types of bacteria. Fungi, protozoa—we do not discriminate. Perfect. Like most people, when they only talk about the bacteria because they are bacterial supremacists. It's disgusting. Okay. We're
1: real, hey Ray, hey, hey, hey. they're uh, realists. They're microbiota okay. realists. Well, it's,
0: uh, yeah, it's true. Microbiota realists. Sorry. So, speaking of bad metaphysics and word games, getting the wave understanding, let's get clear what this phrase 10 percent human" means. So, according to an article from the Center for Ecogenetics and Environmental Health, quote. We humans are mostly microbes, over 100 trillion of them. Microbes outnumber our human cells 10 to 1. The majority live in our gut, particularly the large intestine. The number of genes in all the microbes in one person's microbiome is 200 times the number of genes in the human
1: genome. Yep, that's right. The mostly made of microbes Jesus died to save your microbiota. Amen.
0: I'm actually going to get into that specifically later about how Jesus was caused by your microbiome.
1: (laughs) That is. So would that make (laughs) the microbiome the Holy Ghost? Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: Damn. All right. So now we know what the microbiome is, but why should you care? Well, for a number of reasons. First of all, our mental and physical health seems dependent upon having a, in scare quotes here, good microbiome. In fact, in many experiments observing germ-free animals, quote, germ-free animals have an immature and dysfunctional immune system. Since the development of a functional immune system is largely dependent on the exposure to microorganisms, there are striking impairments in both innate and adaptive immunity in germ-free rodents. This affects both the cellular components and organs involved in immunity, i.e. smaller weight of spleen and lymph nodes, which may later impact the brain.
1: So when we hmm. say germ-free animals, do we mean animals raised in a sterile environment? Is that what we mean? Yes, no, no. they're
0: they're animals that are born in a sterile environment that are even birthed through C-section in a very uh, con, like, in a very controlled way. And I believe it's that they either have like no germs or the germ the, the amount of germs they have is so tiny that it just doesn't really make much of an effect. Okay.
1: It's so it's bite. like they're like secluded underground, sort of like a germ-free rodent, like a groundhog, maybe like oh. Phil. Maybe Phil is uh, maybe he's a uh, germ-free rodent. I don't know. No, he's not. He Hopefully clearly not. has a good microbiome. That's how he can predict okay. the weather. I should. Do, yeah, <laughs> we should study that. He's got the good fungus telling him what the weather's going to be. That's the that's <laughs> the the untold story of uh, Puxitani <laughs> Phil.
0: Yeah, he needs the fungus. to uh, be able to predict the future because no one can predict the future. Um. All right. One problem with this good microbiome versus bad microbiome concept is that everyone's microbiome is unique. Um, And so it's hard to really say like, okay, does this person have a good microbiome or a bad microbiome? In some absolute sense, it matters how well it works for the individual. And we're far, far more familiar to each other genetically than our microbiomes are. According to an NCBI article, quote, just as no two people, even identical twins, share the exact same environmental experience. No two people are colonized by the same assemblage of microbial life.
1: Mm. Yeah. Can't we all live in peace then? Diversity within, diversity without. See, that's, no, it's uh, funny. I, I take it in the opposite direction. When Richard Spencer finally creates his white ethnostate, then you're going to get the microbiome realists who are just disgusted oh, at all the all the diversity Within, you know, you know, you're going to have to start doing like gut x-rays to figure out what microbiomes people have. And then, you know, it's just going to splinter, you know, splitters, man. (laughs) It'll never
0: end. Your microbiome is largely dependent upon your diet, lifestyle, environment, and whether or not you were born via C-section or whether or not you were breastfed. I was not breastfed and that's why I'm so fucked up. Uh, Therefore, that's why there's no such thing. As a one-size-fits-all good microbiome. In fact, there's not necessarily such thing as a good or bad type of microbiota in any absolute sense. For example, S. bordii, might have botched that, is typically be- a beneficial or commensal yeast species, and I take it as part of my probiotic regimen. However, if your immune system is compromised, you can become infected by it. Ooh. Yep. The point is that your body is an ecosystem and just like an environmental ecosystem, it can find itself out of balance. Just as things such as deforestation, pollution and overbreeding or underbreeding of animals can wreak havoc upon an environmental ecosystem, the friends and foes in your gut can become too numerous or too few and this can cause issues. When your microbiome is out of balance, this is called dysbiosis.
1: Nah, man, this all sounds like a bunch of libtard nonsense to me. I'm sorry. Sorry. You lost me about, you know, with, when you start to talk about caring for the earth, only libtards care about the earth and their guts. I know. So, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, you I'm, should I'm trust your gut, not care about it. That's right. Yes, the That's distinction so that we need.
0: Also, when God flooded my microbiome with pathogens for 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he made a covenant <laughs> with me. And said, he will never put my gut into dysbiosis ever again. And I've lived That's with that funny. faith since that day.
1: This reminds this makes me think of the kudzu in the, uh, in the south there, where, you know, the kudzu, if you put it in its native habitat, it's perfectly fine. But when you put it in the southern United States, it grows like 10 feet a day or something oh. insane <laughs> like that and takes over. Damn. And so it depends on where it is, yeah. whether it's good or not. Hmm.
0: Now that you have a good rough understanding of the microbiome, it's time you can be let in on a little secret, okay? And only Qui-Gon Jinn and Yoda know this secret. You might have noticed that this idea- Yoda? Him too. You might have noticed that this idea of gut balance is a lot like Star Wars with the idea that the light and dark sides of the force must be brought into balance. Well, that's not where the Star Wars references end. There's actually an NCBI paper called Medichlorians, the Biomeme hypothesis. Is there a microbial component to religious
1: rituals? And so instead of taking nice statin, you have to consume Anakin Skywalker to, bring balance <laughs> yeah. to your microbiome. I just hope his
0: taste isn't as bad as his acting. Oh, yeah. anyway. Medichlorians, of course, are among the most hated of George Lucas's ideas next to Jar Jar Binks and, you know, his casting decisions for Anakin Skywalker. Yeah,
1: both of them. (laughs) Multiple decisions were very bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He had two shots and he fucked both up. Mostly because it posits that the force is communicated to us via microscopic organisms. The higher your Medichlorian count, the stronger you are with the force and thus anakin was eating a whole lot of yogurt <laughs> it's hated among fans that prefer their notion of the force to be less scientific and reductionist but this is largely a moot point because most of the time people conflate luke's actual idea of the medichlorians giving us access to the force with the force being reducible to the microorganisms themselves <laughs>
1: For listening to this bonus episode sample. If you would like to hear the rest of the episode, along with all our weekly bonus episodes, become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. You can also send us an email at none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are certain.